Hello, you are listening to Disney Travel Tales, episode number 21. This is a space where you can escape the real world and immerse yourself in someone's recent Disney trip. I'm Jenny, and today I am talking to Kelly about her family's trip to Disney World in October of 2021. Kelly has a wonderful story on how Disney cast members help to make their vacation more comfortable. If you're enjoying the show and want to help support it, there are two super easy ways to do it. First is leaving a positive review on Apple Podcasts. And secondly, share the show with a friend. This show is sponsored by Trolley Lane Travel and owner Becky Abruzzetti. There are so many exciting things coming to Disney parks this fall and winter. Not only is Walt Disney World celebrating their 50th anniversary, but both parks have fun holiday plans and delicious looking food. There really is no better time to visit the parks than right now. If you are looking to plan a Disney vacation, visit TrolleyLaneTravel.com. Becky and her agents are Disney experts. When you plan a vacation with them, you will have someone who is your advocate and on your side through this trip and any future trips. Take all the stress out of the logistics and let someone else plan your trip for you. And the best part is, it's all complimentary. Saving you time and money is what the agents at Trolley Lane Travel are best at. Visit them on Facebook and Instagram at Trolley Lane Travel LLC. Tell them Disney Travel Tales sent you. If you book a vacation with them and want to be on the show, let your agent know. This is how I get my guest. Okay, so let's get started. Imagine yourself at your favorite Disney restaurant. Mine is California Grill, and let's go. Hi, Kelly. Thanks for coming on the show today to talk about your recent Disney trip. Well, thanks for having me, Jenny. Okay, so why don't we start off with you telling us a little bit about yourself and your experience with Disney vacations. Awesome. Well, I am a stay-at-home mom of two kids, and so I got to plan most of this trip kind of while the kids were at school because it was a total surprise for them. Uh, We woke them up in the morning thinking they were going to school and had a backpack for them ready. So it was our second trip to Disney. We did this two years ago in 2019, and we did the same thing, and the kids have talked about it for two years, how they love the surprise, and they want to do that for their children one day. So me and my husband decided we'd do it one more time. I told them this was probably the last time we were ever surprising them, because that's kind of hectic to do everything behind their back. (laughs) That is so fun. I love Disney surprise trips. It was a lot of fun. Um, I have a 13-year-old daughter and a six-year-old son and then my husband. So it was the four of us, and it was the same four of us that went two years ago. So that was a lot of fun because we actually got to recreate some stuff since this was our second trip. So that was pretty neat. That's also nice that y'all went before COVID. So you kind of got to see what the everything used to be like and then the difference with kind of how it is right now. 
That is very true because there were a lot of things that were different and things even changed while I was planning. Um, so that was different too. So it was an experience. Yeah, it's changing literally every day. Um, I check the Disney news and it's always something new every day. It's pretty crazy. I know when I first started planning, they weren't requiring masks if you were vaccinated, which my husband and I were. So I was pretty excited about that. So I wasn't worried about masks at all. And then they changed it to where you had to have masks inside. So then I sewed all of our masks for us and had to make about 50 masks before we left. So that was that was fun. All while the kids were at school. So. Oh, my gosh. Yes. Sewing all those masks like secretly. I know, but they were fun and they were cute Disney prints. So I think it was worth it. That's so fun. I love it. Okay. So what dates did y'all travel? We went October 6th through October 13th of 2021. So it was a Wednesday through a Wednesday. Um, We traveled, we had two travel days. So that first day we just um, traveled. We woke the kids up that morning and had surprises for them and, um, We actually got our in-laws to drive us to the airport, um, which was a great thing because then we didn't have to pay for long-term parking and we didn't have to leave our vehicle there, which there's a bunch of rumors about vehicles being vandalized and parts stolen off of them at the airport. So we didn't have that worry. So that was great. We got dropped off at the front gate and was able just to go right in. So that was wonderful. What airlines did y'all fly? Well, I had originally booked through Expedia and I, it was a spirit flight there and an American flight on the return. Um, and about a month before we were going to leave, um, spirit changed the times I had planned on since we were taking the kids out of school, we would leave that morning and be able to do some things in the afternoon and the evening time. Um, and then spirit changed us to not get in until almost midnight that day. Um, And so that kind of ruined our plans. So I actually canceled that flight because of the huge difference in times. They allowed me to cancel it without any fees. So that was wonderful. So I was able to cancel it. And I found an American flight that um, actually came in about the same time we were looking at. And it wasn't much more expensive. So it really worked out great. Um, It allowed us to take American there and back. I also was really picky. I wanted nonstop flights with kids. It's much easier not to have to switch airports um, and run from one gate to the next. Um, So we were able to get nonstop flights over to Orlando straight from Austin. So I'm so glad that worked out for you. It just I've heard so many nightmare stories about airlines at this time. It's kind of scary. Yes, they really ramped up while we were there in October. That's when um, they started canceling flights. And I kept checking my flight each day. And we, our return flight was on time and we had no problems. We did great at the airport. The airports weren't very busy. I feel like they were normal. Um, it wasn't anything extraordinarily busy. I mean, of course, you have to wait through line at security. Um, and traveling with two kids, trying to make it through security can be a little nerve wracking. But We got through, took our shoes off, got in and got all back and had plenty of time to make our flights. That's so fun. Okay. So I need to know what your kids' reactions were when you woke them up and told them you were going to Disney. (laughs) They were so excited. I actually videoed it, of course, because I had to 
capture it. My six-year-old still can't read very well, but I had a little sign that said, oops, we did it again. Surprise, we planned a trip to Disney and Universal Studios. So last trip, we were not able to go to Universal Studios. We just did Disney and the kids had talked about wanting to go to Universal Studios. Um, So my 13-year-old came out and read the sign first and was laughing and she was like, I'm not even awake yet. Is this for real? And um, they were, they, we were like, we're for real. Get ready. We're leaving. So I had their outfits laid out of what they needed to wear and a backpack packed with a plushie for each of them and a blanket for the airport and um, a couple of little activities for them to do, you know, sketchbooks and crossword puzzles and things to keep them busy in their little backpack with a Disney water bottle. So they were excited. That is so fun. I love it. Oh my gosh. That's just so great. I just think all these like kids who get these surprises when they become adults, like remembering how special that is. Yeah, it really was. There were a lot of times getting ready that I wish they would have known about it so Mm -hmm. we could talk about it. Uh, For example, with Universal, we weren't very big Harry Potter fans at all, but there's Harry Potter world. And So I had us watch all the Harry Potter movies months before we went and they had no clue. And then they fell in love with Harry Potter. And then we started watching Disney movies. You know, I'd be like when it was movie night at the house, I'd be like, let's let's watch Beauty and the Beast. And, you know, then it clicked to them once we surprised them that, oh, that's why you had us watching all these movies. And I was like, well, wasn't it fun? (laughs) But, you know, to pick out the 13-year-old did not like my clothes that I picked out for her. Imagine that. So that was a little um, difficult. But, you know, if if I would have had her know ahead of time and she could have picked some stuff out, even as we were on the airplane, she's, Mom, did you remember this? And did you remember this? And did you get me this? And um, because I already had the suitcases packed in in the car when we woke them up. So next time I'm going to get them involved in the planning, but it was nice to do one last surprise. Yeah, that's fun. That is hard though with a teenager, I can imagine, because they are very particular. They are. My six-year-old could have cared less. Yeah. He just wore whatever I told him to. So. Oh, that's great. Okay. So once you got to Orlando, did y'all ride the Magical Express? We did. We used the Magical Express. They don't get your luggage anymore, but that wasn't really a problem at all. Our luggage was right there. We went down to baggage claim and you have to pass by the baggage claim to get to Magical Express anyway. So I know a lot of people have been complaining about that, but I was lucky that we still have it because I know that's ending soon. And we literally just grabbed our luggage and walked right onto the bus. Um, We had no weight, scanned our magic bands. Um, That was you know, I had to make sure your magic bands were packed in your carry-on because you have to have that to get onto your Magical Express bus. So we had those ready and got scanned and got right on the bus. So that worked out really well. Yes, that sounds like a nice, smooth transition. That's awesome. It really was. And um, that's kind of when the chaos started a little bit again, though. So we got our check-in on our way you know, I had the Disney app downloaded on my phone. And while we were on our way to the hotel, we got our room number. And so I was able to look up on the resort map kind of where we were located. And we were located pretty far back in the resort. We had originally booked with All Star Music, which was our first time there. 
Um, we had just booked a standard room. But my daughter, um, she has some severe joint issues and she can't walk very well. And they've really been bothering her a lot lately. She does physical therapy twice a week to try to strengthen her joints and stuff. So I had asked for a room kind of close to the front, knowing that she was going to have a hard time walking. And the room that we got was almost all the way into the back. It was, I would say it was probably a half mile walk from the front doors all the way back to the room Mm -hmm. because of the way Mm -hmm. all-star music is laid out. It's, um, it's a pretty extensive resort. They have lots of buildings. It was very nice, um, but it was just too far of a walk for my daughter. So I immediately got on the phone, even while we were on the Magical Express and started calling and asking if there was a way to get closer. And I learned a life lesson about Disney (laughs) right then and there. So there are preferred rooms. um, And those are the rooms that are like closest to the pool or closest up front. And they are an actual different room that you have to book. Um, You can't just book a room and then say, you know, can I get closer? So they were completely booked. They had no preferred rooms left. I, you know, I was, I'm willing to pay the difference. And, um, they were very apologetic and just said they didn't have anything. Um, so we got there and walked it once and my daughter was already limping just to get the luggage into the room. So I called back and, you know, told them I've got to figure something else out. And so they were absolutely wonderful. This is probably the most magical experience we had. They called around and found us a new room at the Art of Animation. Um, And that's where we stayed last time. So I was kind of disappointed that we were going to have to stay at the same resort. I was hoping for a new experience, Um, but it was much better for my daughter. And they took care of everything. They were so wonderful. We left our bags in the room. I had told them we were planning to go to Disney Springs. And she said, just leave your bags in the room. You go do what you want to do. We will take care of everything. We'll get you a car. We'll get you moved over. And, you know, I just thanked them and told them that I wanted to pay the difference because it was an upgrade. We were going to be going into a suite at the Art of Animation. And they just told me it was part of the pixie dust and to enjoy my magical experience. And they were wonderful. That's amazing. amazing. I love hearing stuff like that. I love how Disney will help families out just to make sure that their vacation is the best that it can be. That's so great. Yeah, they did definitely go above and beyond. But I learned learned my lesson about the preferred room. So I I know for next time. Yeah, some of those resorts are so large and I think people might not realize how big, like they see the pictures and they see how big it is. But once you're actually there walking it, it's completely different. It really is. I even just studying the map online didn't realize how big it was when we first walked it that first time. And we weren't even all the way in the back. We were the second from the back uh, building. So it was quite the walk, which I don't think it would have been a problem if we wouldn't have had someone who um, couldn't walk very far distances, but it still would have been a lot of walking on top of the parks each day. So absolutely. It it worked out well. Well, I'm so glad that worked out well for you. For you. Yes. So what did y'all do after you got your room situation all fixed? 
So we left our bags in the room and we went to Disney Springs. We took a bus there from the All-Star Music over to Disney Springs. Um, It worked out really well. We didn't wait long for a bus. Um, People have been saying that the wait times for the buses at the hotel were pretty long and we didn't experience that at all, which was really great. We also were there that second week of the 50th anniversary. So I was very nervous that things were going to be really long waits and everything ran very smoothly. So we were able to get onto the Disney bus and went straight over to Disney Springs. Um, We started to do some shopping. There was a lot of high-end shopping at Disney Springs, which um, with two kids, I wasn't quite interested in. If it would have been just me and my husband, maybe, but taking two children into those stores, uh, we just kind of hit up a couple of the major stores like the Lego store and the Disney days of Christmas and the world of Disney store. So did a little shopping. I love the Disney days of Christmas. That's one of my favorite stores. It's just so fun to walk it through. It really is. And um, last time I got an ornament from there. So I wanted to make sure I got a Christmas ornament this year also to kind of make it a tradition to get a Christmas ornament each time we go now. Um, So I was able to find a really great ornament and um, I got some information for a friend that wanted, because I didn't realize you can just call them and order stuff. Um, Like she has one for each of her family members and her um, daughter had gotten married. So she needed one for her new son-in-law. So I got her all of that information so she could call and get her some new Christmas ornaments. So that was nice too. Yeah, I didn't realize you could do that either. That's really good information. Yeah, it was really, I was surprised too. So that way if something even breaks down the line, I know I can call and get a replacement. So, Oh yeah, that's great. Yeah, the world of Disney, that's that huge store that's just kind of like the all-you-need all gift shop. That was a little crazy, that that was probably the most experience we had with the 50th anniversary. <laughs> it was shoulder to shoulder. Um, and you just, it, it was too overwhelming to even, even shop. Um, people were just grabbing merchandise. It was, was a little hectic. Um, so we just did a quick walkthrough and we left. We actually didn't end up getting anything because of how overwhelming it was. I thought, well, if we find something in the parks, we'll, just grab it there instead because that was a little overwhelming with how many people there were. Did they have a line to get into the store? Like were they, uh, did they have a capacity for the store? Were they only letting a certain amount of people in? Do you remember? At the world of Disney, they did not. Um, They only had one entrance open, which I don't remember it being like that last time. Mm -hmm. Um, So you kind of had to walk around the building to get into it. Um, So there was only one way to get in and um, then you could use the other doors for exits. Um, But everyone had to have a mask on and the Lego store did have a line. They were only allowing certain people in. Um, My son wanted to go very bad to the Lego store. So since there was a line and my daughter's legs were already bothering her, her and I sat down on the, step and just waited and the two boys went through the Lego store. Um, but it took them about 20 minutes to get in. And then they, they walked around a little bit, which caused a meltdown because we didn't buy anything. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I mean, it's hard 
when they're that young, you know, it's the same Lego stuff that you could get at Walmart. And unless you're a huge Lego fan and really want something particular from Disney, um, it's really an expensive store to just buy a Lego set for a six-year-old. We had reservations at T-Rex, so that kind of helped calm the meltdown a little bit because he was going to get to go to T-Rex. So at all of our dinner reservations this time, you can check in about 25 minutes before a reservation, but they were pretty much all spot on time. So if you had a reservation um, at 8.30, you were taken back at 8.30, but they were very good about getting you there at your time. So that was good. That's always nice. So did y'all like that restaurant? We did. It's very similar to Animal. Um, oh, what's that one called? That, Rainforest, uh, the Rainforest Cafe. Yeah. Yes, but it's all dinosaurs. So they had like a meteor shower that would occur every ten minutes, and the lights would dim and the colors would change. Um, and so that was really nice. I also found out that it was part of the Landry Select Club, which is the same club that runs the Rainforest Cafe. So I was able to use my Landry Select card and get $25 off the meal, which was great. That's so nice. Um, Any way to save money at Disney helps. Absolutely. So uh, we, I got the fish and chips and I thought it was delicious. It was really crispy, which I like with fish and chips. My husband got a meatloaf, which had some barbecue sauce, which was very different for us Texans. Um, But he really enjoyed it. And he said it was really good. And they had some special drinks for the 50th anniversary. It was like a watermelon lemonade that came in a special cup that lit up that the kids got to take home with them. So we got a couple of those, um, which gave them the cups to bring home. And it has a light on it that shines a dinosaur. So they still play with them since we've been back. Blast off with Space Vacation the Musical as the Bloom family from the bright yellow planet takes a wild, weird, and wonderful intergalactic summer vacation. With original songs and stellar comedy, their trip goes delightfully haywire. Fun and adventure for all ages. Space Vacation the Musical on all podcast platforms now. Subscribe today. That's really cute. You know, I've heard the food at this restaurant is really good. It really was. I was pleasantly surprised. I thought it was definitely going to be more of the atmosphere that you were paying for. Um, but the food was very good. We we scraped our plates. So it was nice after a long travel day to have a good hearty meal. Yes, absolutely. Well, there was one other problem we had at T-Rex, which I should have, when we checked in, he said, oh, you have two reservations for four, so there's eight people? And I said, no, I only have one reservation. And I showed him on my phone that we just had the one reservation. And he said, oh, okay, no problem. And when I got back home, I realized that there was a $40 charge on my credit card. Um, so I was assuming it was a no-show for that T-Rex reservation. So I emailed the Disney Guest Services billing department and just said, hey, I 
think this is for a no-show, but we showed up to all of our reservations, and they um, got back to me very timely and apologized and said, yes, it was a mistake, and they were reversing the charges. So that that worked out well, but it's kind of a reminder to double-check and make sure that those charges are correct. Yes, that's so important because I do hear uh, about people getting charged for things like parking or no-shows that might not actually have been the case. So yes, always check your card. Right, exactly. So what did y'all do after dinner? So we were pretty exhausted, um, but we still had to switch hotels. So our reservations were at 8.30, which we made late because we were worried about flights and unaware if there'd be delays or anything like that. So we got back to the All-Star Music Resort, probably almost 10-ish. And we had placed an Amazon Prime Now grocery order um, earlier in the day, and they had received that. And I was a little worried because I had received, I had ordered some, um, you know, cold stuff. And so I just figured it was probably going to be ruined because I did not pick it up because we weren't going to stay in that hotel anymore. And they had it all taken care of. They had it all zipped up. They had refrigerators in their bellhop area and they had everything stayed cold for us. Um, And so when we got back and they had a car waiting for us, and he loaded up our suitcases. They got all of our groceries from the bellhop area, and they took us over to the art of animation. So we even tried to tip the driver, and he refused to take our money and told us it was part of the magic and keep the money for ourselves and enjoy it at the parks. And so then we got into art of animation. So by now it's you know 10:30, 11 o'clock at night, and we had packed and organized for the next day and groceries put up and bedding situated. And so it was, it called for a really long day, um, but it, it worked out really great. We were in the cars section of art of animation, which my husband loved. It was very manly. It had, you know, um, graphic cones as their lights and on their curtains and the mirrors and the restroom said car wash. And it was very, very, very cute and decorated, very Disney, um, which is what I love about Art of Animation. I felt like it's much more Disney than all-star music. Of course, it's all-star music. It's more geared towards music, not necessarily Disney-related. So I I enjoyed the Disney stuff since we were at Disney. So, so the last time y'all stayed, you said y'all stayed at Art of Animation. Where did y'all stay? We did. We stayed at the um, Finding Nemo suite, um, which we had the family suite last time, which we loved. It was so great to have a bedroom for the parents and the kids could be out in their own room and two bathrooms and two showers, which really made it great for a family of four. There was no rushing. There was no waiting for someone to take a shower. But we also just slept in the hotel. We were at the parks from open to close. And I thought, why? Why spend that extra money? on this when we could just get a normal, you know, two queen beds, one bathroom, hotel room, which is what we booked with the all-star music. And I have to tell you, it was definitely a God thing because we would have never survived in that little hotel room. I don't think for those eight days, all four of us. So we were definitely blessed and 
if you can get it, then that's definitely the way to go to have that more space. You think you're just going to sleep there, but everyone's tired and cranky and that extra space really does make a difference. Yeah. It is nice that everyone also has a spot where they can stretch out and they can kind of be like, especially even the kids, they don't have to be right on top of each other. They can have their own space. Like it is nice. If you can, if you can hack it, it's awesome. Yes. Our kids were actually able to have their own bed, which we had originally, they were going to have to share a bed. And I can only imagine the fights that that would have caused, you know, (laughs) he's touching me, he's on my side. And so each of them having their own bed was definitely a blessing. They slept better. uh, They got along better because they didn't have to share. So it was really great. Yeah. And that's fun. Y'all get to stay in a different building this time. It was, we had Pomader right outside our door and it's just so cute. They have a the they have a swimming pool on that side too, which I didn't see last time. And it has the cone motel, just like in the movie, um, around the swimming pool. And it was super cute. And it was the cars. We were in building one, which was right up front, so it was not a far walk at all for my daughter, which really worked out great. I don't know how we would have done it if we would have been a little bit further. So that's wonderful. All right, so let's move on to your first park day. What park did y'all visit and how did you get there? So we decided to do Magic Kingdom first because that's just the castle and everything Disney and wonderful. So we definitely wanted to start the trip off with that. Um, I had originally thought about getting a double stroller for my daughter um, and she... Kind of threw a little teenage fit about how she wasn't going to be a 13-year-old sitting in a stroller. So we actually decided to do a wheelchair rental. And that was her decision. She said she wanted a wheelchair, which I hate to say she was right, but that was the best decision we made. So when we got to Magic Kingdom, we took the bus from Art of Animation over to Magic Kingdom. We didn't wait long for the bus, but it does feel like the bus ride is pretty long. Mm-hmm. I don't know mm-hmm. why. I don't know if it's just the anticipation of wanting to be at the park and you don't know where you're going. Um, you're along for the ride. But it does feel like it's a pretty long bus ride. But we got there and got off and was able to go right in and get a wheelchair. We probably got to the park about... 9.30 or 10, we were hoping to be there at Park Open, but after our long travel day the day before, that didn't that didn't quite happen. So we ate breakfast in our hotel, just snacky stuff, and then got on the bus and went over. So we got there about 9.30-ish. And I'm kind of a planner. I had us mapped out kind of which ways to go. And I'm This was the one day we followed that map, so I'm kind of glad we did. Um, I was trying to go with the flow and make sure if something changed, I didn't get too panicked about it as a planner. Um, But we were able to go right in. And I actually had joined a Facebook group called um, the Walt Disney World Tips and Tricks. And... They had a lot of information on there and they had this one spot to take pictures at the castle instead of kind of right up front. Um, There's these little arches off to the side that you can go to. So that was kind of our first spot we wanted to hit was to go to those arches and get pictures in front of the castle. 
So after we got our wheelchair, that's where we headed, and it worked out perfect. So we got great pictures of the castle. There were not a lot of people in the background because of this location that had gotten pointed out. And I was very happy with how those turned out. Oh, that's so great. That's a good idea also to join a group or because learning from other people who have been on the trips, like Disney trips, is really the best way to learn how to do Disney. It really is. You have to filter through some of it, of course, with anything. Everyone has their own opinions. But um, if you have the time to really kind of read through people's experience or listen to podcasts like this, which I had listened to several of your podcasts before we went, um, they really are helpful. You do learn a lot of tips and tricks, and it's great. Yes, I agree. So after we got our pictures at the castle, we went right into Tomorrowland. Um, it was already so hot, which in October I was, I mean, I wasn't, I guess, that surprised. It is Florida, uh, but the humidity level was kind of off the charts. Mm-hmm. We did take those little neck fans, which were like a lifesaver. If you don't have neck fans and you are going to go to Disney, you need to buy you some neck fans because they are the best invention ever. And they really kind of keep you not get so gripey because you get so warm. So we had already by 10 a.m. had our neck fans on and ready to go and went over into Tomorrowland. And our first ride we did was the Buzz Lightyear Space Ranger, which, of course, my six-year-old loved. The wait times were pretty crazy. It was shoulder to shoulder over there in Tomorrowland. Um, We did probably wait about 45 minutes for the Space Ranger game. Um, ride and then went straight over to space mountain and that one i was surprised which is one of the more popular rides at magic kingdom we only had about a 30 minute wait oh that's good yeah so i think it was it seemed like there were a lot of little kids in that area so they wanted more of like the buzz Lightyear kind of area the littler Mm -hmm. ride so Mm -hmm. the space mountain which a little bit scarier of a ride when you're a little one um, wasn't as bad. So that was great. We were able to get right onto Space Mountain. And we did convince my six-year-old to ride it. I don't know if he'll ever do it again, <laughs> but he did. He's scared of the dark and Space Mountain is a dark ride. You kind yeah. of ride a roller coaster yeah. through the night. Um, so that was a little scary for him. And mm-hmm. you have to sit by yourself. You're in a cart in an individual seat. So I was able to ride behind him and my husband rode in front of him. So I was able to kind of put my hands on his shoulders to keep him that he knew we were there. But that is something to consider that the little ones will have to ride by themselves on that ride. Yeah. It's also one of those things I think that you kind of need to just try and see if your kid likes it because they might actually like it. You don't know until they do it and space mountain isn't like doesn't have loops or like really steep drops. So it actually is kind of okay for kids minus the dark. I, I would agree. He, he did. He did like it. Uh, the dark was the only thing he probably didn't like, but the actual riding of the roller coaster and how fast it was, it was perfect for his age. Yeah. So he really yeah. enjoyed it besides the dark. <laughs> So after Space Mountain, we kind of started working our way up towards Fantasyland. Um, We bypassed the Speedway, the Tomorrowland Speedway, 
Um, we had written that one last time, and my daughter was not a big fan of it. Um, she's not a very good driver, and it kind of bumped a lot for her. And so she was not excited about doing that ride. So we just we just kept on going and went into Fantasyland and, of course, went to the Seven Dwarf Mine Train. And this one my son loved. Um, I think if he could have ridden it over and over again, which it's it's an outside roller coaster, so there's no darkness to it, and it, he loved it. And at the very end, you get to see Snow White dancing, um, and so that was a lot of fun for them. And it's such a smooth roller coaster. It's so smooth. It doesn't, like, shake you or rattle you. It really doesn't. It is a very nice ride, and you get to ride two to a seat. Um, so we were able to sit next to him to calm his fears. So that was good. How was that wait? We had about a 45 minute wait there, which I was kind of surprised again. Um, but Disney, they're pretty spot on with their wait times. Well, maybe I shouldn't say spot on. They actually kind of overinflate them. They, we never waited longer than it said we would wait. So if it said it was a 60-minute wait, sometimes we were through in 45 minutes. So that was really nice. And we never once had a ride that said, oh, it's going to be, you know, 15 minutes and we were stuck there for 45. Yeah, Um, They were really, really good about projecting their wait times. Which is very helpful, helpful with the app. You're able to get on the app and see what the wait times are around you and it can kind of help plan your day of what's next, which I know the, the genie app helps you with that now too, which I was so scared it was going to come out while we were there. And I didn't know what we were going to do. if It was going to come out mid trip, Um, but it didn't, it waited until we got back, but it's available now. So that's nice. Yes. That would have been kind of stressful to have to make that, switch at the last minute or at least like on the last end of your trip that yeah that probably wouldn't have been great yeah I was I was a little worried about it but it helped I mean it probably would have worked out great because I I would have paid for the extra to be able to not wait in lines um but you know it would have been stressful trying to figure it out that day in the park first day live so right I was not going to have to deal with that so which are right after Seven Dwarfs? So we went to It's a Small World. That's kind of an iconic Disney ride. And we didn't ride it last time because the wait was kind of long. And this time it was only like a 15-minute wait. So we hopped in line and went through it. Um, and it was really cute. Uh, my son kept leaning over the edge. It's a water ride. You're in a boat and you kind of go through the water. And we kept telling him to quit leaning over the edge Um, And sure enough, his magic band popped off and went into the bottom of the water. So we lost lost it on the first day. Um, So I was a little sad about that. Um, But they took care of us and we went to guest services and they got us a little card. So we didn't have to worry about that for the rest of the trip. But he did lose his magic band. We were able to use our magic bands from our last trip. Which was nice because when we did go two years ago, the magic bands were still included. And so we didn't, we just had the normal plain colored bands that didn't cost any money. Um, And we were able to use those again this time. So at least he got, 
one use out of it, one trip, and then he lost it on the first day. So, you know, when we went in March, my 13 year old lost his magic band on the first day on a ride. We don't even know what ride. We just looked down and I was like, where's your magic band? And he's like, oh, I don't know. Oh, everyone saw my son, of course. Even the cart behind us was like, it just went in the water. <laughs> Everybody was trying to help us. But um, it, it popped right off. You heard it plop in the water and everything. So. Oh, my gosh. So after that, um, we did have reservations for Be Our Guest at 315, which is kind of in that same area in the Fantasyland area. So we kind of stayed right over there. We were early to our reservation. We were hungry because it was a 315 reservation. Um, and my family is very much about eating at noon and five. And so we tried to check in early, but they were too busy. And they said, you know, you can check in 25 minutes early, but we're pretty much on time. So we decided just to go inside and wait in the castle where there was air conditioning. So we did wait for our table for about 30 minutes, but they still got us back at the time that our reservation was. So it worked out well. We got to rest for a little bit in some air condition and then we got our table and that was awesome. We did the Cinderella's Royal table last time. So we wanted to try this castle this time. So Beauty and the Beast is my favorite. So I was really excited about it. The ballroom is identical to the movie um, eat all the way to the paintings on the ceiling. And so that was a lot of fun to see. Um, they had some beautiful stained glass that you could take pictures at when you got in. And we got really lucky and got one of the best tables in the house because character dining is a lot different right now with COVID. Um, and only the beast is at the castle and he just kind of walks through and waves and you can kind of take pictures with them in the background. They don't get to hug the kids or touch them or anything like that because of COVID. So we got right at the edge of the ballroom where the beast walked directly by us. I mean, he came so close to us and blew us kisses and um, it was really great. There were some tables that there were like three rows of tables in the dining room. And so if you were kind of on that third row, I would see how that might be a little disappointing because you have to look through crowds of people to see the beast. Um, and for the amount of money you pay, I, I could see how that might be a little disappointing, which I had read that on some reviews that people were disappointed with their seating. But we, we just lucked out. I don't think there's any way to plan that. We just got a great table. So I think you can request rooms. I don't know if you can actually request tables. It just might mean you have to wait longer. Yeah, there were, there was the, the dark room that were the roses and the wing and it, it was pretty dark in there. You get to get up and walk around. You know, they encourage you to do that when they sat us down, they said, you know, get up and take a tour and go, you can go see the red rose and the wing. And um, it was pretty dark in there. I could see how that might be hard to eat. The lights were very, very dim kind of um, created a storm atmosphere. There would be thunder noises and things like that. Um, and then there was another room off to the right of the dining room that was very pretty and well decorated. But again, I think the ballroom was the absolute best. Elegant and beautiful, and I'm so glad we got to sit there. Yes, the inside of that restaurant is gorgeous. It really is. So the what... Food? 
Yeah, I was going to ask, what did you think about the food? <laughs> That's the best part, huh? So the food was good. Um, we got the French onion soup to start with, which it wasn't my favorite, but it was very authentic. Like, if you want a real French onion soup, then you would probably absolutely love it. It was not from a box or a can. It was real French onion soup with just the best cheese toasted all over it. It was very well presented and very good, but very authentic. And then my husband and I both got the center cut filet mignon, um, and that was delicious. It was cooked perfect and absolutely wonderful. Um, the green beans, my husband thought were undercooked, but I really liked them. They were kind of crispy. And so I really enjoyed that. My daughter, you know, she's at that crazy age where she's technically an adult at Disney. So she's on the adult menu, but she still eats kids food. So they were really great. Every restaurant we went to kind of telling her what she could get, you know, off the kids menu, but still an adult portion because we were paying adult prices. So she ended up getting the mac and cheese, which actually the noodles weren't cooked all the way. They um, were undercooked. So that was a little disappointing. But she was full and she ate, you know, there was plenty of food for her. So it wasn't like even though she didn't eat her macaroni and cheese, she left hungry. We all ate wonderfully um, and the food was great. They even started with like a fruit and cheese plate for the kids. And it was very elegant, very well done. Yeah, that we I also have eaten there. And that is, it's kind of a hard pill to swallow when your kids are eating like chicken tenders and you're paying an adult <laughs> price. But, you know. <laughs> it is. It is definitely, that is a hard age right then. Yes, I don't but know why. I don't think 13-year-olds should be counted as adults. Maybe some 13-year-olds eat like adults, but mine don't. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Definitely even 11. I mean, because it's over 10. Is that right? Yes. Over 10 at Disney is considered an adult. So she was an adult when we went last time also. Um, and she definitely did not eat well then. Now, she, at least she's a teenager and their metabolism is a little faster where they feel like they eat all the time. Mm -hmm. So. She did eat more this time, which was good, uh, but definitely does not like those adults. Doesn't have an adult palate and wants those foods off of the adult menu, but right. it worked out well. Right. Well, that's the good. Yeah. The was the best part, though. Did you have that when you went? Yes. That was amazing. The little cup, um, it's actually chipped. From the movie and it's in white chocolate and you get to eat the cup itself and then I have to I have to confess something I did not know what the gray stuff was I had heard about the gray stuff and even on my Facebook page I had heard people talk about where can you get the gray stuff and it's so good and then as we're sitting there my daughter says yeah it's from the song be our guest. And I'm like, what? And she sings the song and I, I had never put two and two together. And then that just made it that much more special for me. Cause I was like, look, they even incorporated the words of the song into the dessert. So it's that so was cute. extra special. Yeah. That's so cute. Yeah. I love it. Yes. And so once we finished up with our meal there, um, we were nice and full and tired. 
Um, but we went over to the magic, to the haunted mansion. And while we were in line for the haunted mansion, it actually broke down. Oh no. Yeah. Which was a little disappointing. And, but my daughter loves it. And so we decided just to stay in line and we were going to kind of tough it out and see what happened. There was a rain cloud kind of coming and we were already under the awning. So we knew we would be safe if a rainstorm came. So we thought, well, this is probably a good place to be anyways. And so we did wait. It probably was a 65 to 70 minute wait with including it breaking down. Um, They were really great, though, about getting it back up and going. So we just kind of waited and then the line started moving again. And once once the line was moving, they get you through pretty fast, which is nice. You don't do a lot of standing in lines. You do a lot of walking through the Mm -hmm. line, which makes it seem like it goes fly faster. So once we were moving, we kind of got right through that haunted mansion and we were able to ride that ride. Again, my son was a little scared. It's in the dark and it talks about ghosts, Um, but it's one of the experience rides where you sit in the cart and you kind of just go through the scenario. So he was able to sit with my husband, which helped, you know, he wasn't by himself in the dark and uh, my daughter got a set of ears from the Haunted Ma- from the Haunted Mansion. That was her favorite place. So she's definitely at that age where she got she got a set of those ears that I called her Gothic ears. <laughs> so, and then after that, we were pretty tired, um, and the we thought a storm was coming. We got really lucky, and it never rained on us. But it seems like it was going to rain. But we did sneak down into Adventureland and do the Pirates of the Caribbean, um, which is a lot of fun. It's a fun little ride. Um, And then that was kind of it. We actually snuck out of there before the fireworks show because the crowds are crazy for the fireworks show. I know I probably should stay and watch it one year, but we've never done that. We just want to get to the bus before the firework crowd gets to the bus. So we snuck out about 845. We had a hard time getting out because the crowds for the fireworks, they're everywhere. They're just shoulder to shoulder. And the workers are trying so hard to keep a path for those that want to keep moving through the park. So you just had to follow the cast members yell of, you know, come this way, come this way. And we finally got out and got down to the bus stop, though they were great about the wheelchair So we rented it for four days um, because it's cheaper if you do it multiple days instead of just one day. And we knew we were going to need it each day. But it's a pretty far walk from the entrance of the park to the buses. And uh, my daughter was already limping and things. So they were like, just take it down there and leave it at the bus stop. They were so great. So we were able to wheel her all the way down to the bus stop and get right on the bus from there and leave the wheelchair down by the buses and they took care of it and brought it back up to the front for us. Yeah, that is so so nice. That's great to know. It really was. The other thing that was great is you can take a wheelchair through the queue lines, which is where I probably would ate my words with a stroller because a stroller you can't. So she would have had to walk all the queue lines, which I don't think she would have been able to handle because we were already limping and icing knees at night with just the amount of walking she was doing, which she rode the wheelchair 100% of the time. Um, So she basically would ride it all the way up to the front and transfer into the seat to ride the ride. 
but it allowed us to keep our backpack on the wheelchair and we could walk it all the way through the queue and just get her right on the ride, leave all of our stuff in the wheelchair. And they had it there waiting for us when the ride was over and we could step off the ride and put her right back in the wheelchair um, and down the line. So it was amazing. I'm so glad we went the wheelchair route instead of the stroller route. Um, If you have someone that needs help walking, that is definitely the best way to go. Yeah, I wouldn't have even thought about having to park a stroller. Yeah, you, you can't take the strollers through the yeah. queues. And That's I right. didn't think about that either. So you would I, we would have had to park it and she would have had to stand and walk those whole all those queues. So it was such a lifesaver. I never told her that, but she definitely made the right choice <laughs> with the wheelchair. <laughs> so once y'all got back to y'all's room, did y'all do anything or did you just crash? We pretty much crashed. We did do a mobile order. So um, at Art of Animation, the first time we went, when you went into the court food courtroom area, I think they call it the intermission food court is the actual name of theirs at their hotel. You could walk through the line and pick what you wanted and kind of see the food. Well, that's all changed with COVID now. They have screens up and you, you don't even see it. Um, and they have cast members that prep your food for you. So you can place an order at the checkout area and wait for your food, or you can do a mobile order, which was a lifesaver. So we did the mobile orders in the room while the rest of us waited and one of us would go pick the food up. They would text you when it was ready and tell you exactly where to go to pick it up. And you'd pick your food up and we would take it back to the hotel. And since we had our wonderful suite with the whole dining room and everything, we were able just to sit in our room with our shoes off and eat our dinner. And it was just, it was great. It was amazing. Yes. Mobile order is so convenient when it works. It really, (laughs) true. It is, it, we had great experience with it. So um, we even, one time we had to wait for our food a little longer than expected and they um, didn't charge us for our meal, which we were like, no, it, actually wasn't that long of a wait. We don't mind. And they were like, oh no, that was way too long for you to have to wait for food. We are not charging you for this. And we were like, we didn't think it was that long. We were like, it's okay. And they were adamant. They did not charge us for one of our meals because they said it took too long for them to prepare. So, I mean, can you imagine if the real world was like the Disney world? (laughs) (laughs) I I don't think that we would survive because they wouldn't know what Oh my God. Yeah, I definitely wait for food here in Texas at restaurants way longer than I did for that order. And they were very, very sweet about it. That's so nice. Okay, so let's move into your third vacation day, which was your second park day. Where did y'all go? We went to Animal Kingdom for the second day, which is my favorite park. Um, I don't think it's anyone else's favorite park, but it's my favorite park. I think I like it because it's shaded and it just seems much more natural. There's so much vegetation and trees and I just enjoy walking around that park. Um, I love it so much. So that's where we headed that day. Um, We got there. We rode the hotel um, bus again. Um, Again, we didn't wait long for the bus, which was great. And we probably got to the park about nine o'clock. Um, each day we were really hoping to make it, 
you know, there for early entry and it just never seemed to work out, which is really weird for us because my husband and my son are huge morning people. So I didn't think it was going to be a problem for us to get up and get ready and get to the parks that early, but it really was, I mean, nine o'clock was kind of pushing it for us um, to get to the park. So we did get there at about nine o'clock and we went straight to, it's a, um, it's tough to be a bug, which I love. I love that ride. I, I don't know why it's just, it's so magical. All the, the 4d, how they make the bugs feel like they're crawling around you and spiders dropping from the ceiling. And I think it's well done. I know a lot of people don't like that ride, but I think it's very cute. I think it's cute too. I like it. And then we went into Dino land and rode dinosaur, which that had about a 30 minute wait. It wasn't bad either. And it's in the shade a lot. So Um, we got through that queue and rode that ride. Um, it's kind of jerky, but it just makes you smile the whole time because it's so much fun. And my son wanted, he loves dinosaurs. So he wanted something at the gift shop, which Disney is very good about (laughs) making sure these kids get what they want because they set those gift shops up at every exit. So as soon as you come off of a ride, you go through a gift shop to get out um, and you have your children asking for all of the things. So we did find a little cute Explorer kit that he got, had like a little set of binoculars, Swiss Army knife, and it had some cute little things like flashlight and kind of things like that, a whistle, which that was not a good idea. Um, So, cause he blew his whistle everywhere. (laughs) He was able to get that. And so he was a happy camper. We unpacked his whistle and he walked around Dino land, just blowing his whistle. So we had a couple pictures that we took in Dino land in 2019 when we went So we did some kind of recreating of those. So we kind of looked at our old picture and where they were set up and how the kids were posed and did some recreating of photos there in the dino land. That's so fun. I love that. That's cute. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. It was cool to see how much the kids have grown um, and that just that two year span. So there are a lot of really kiddie rides in dino land. So Dinosaur is really the only one we rode. um, And then we just kind of walked through it and headed up to Asia because my husband and my daughter were really excited about the um, roller coaster that they wanted to go to there. So that's where we headed to the Expedition Everest. So there was no convincing my son to go on that one. Uh, We tried. And he was not having it. So my daughter and my husband, who are our biggest roller coaster fans, they went on that ride while me and my son just kind of sat around in the shade and waited for them. He had his new toy to play with, so that worked out well. Um, We just found a rock to sit on, and he played with his new toy, and we kind of watched people walk by and waited for them. And I couldn't believe it. By the time they got done which it probably was an hour wait for that roller coaster because it's, again, one of their popular ones. It was already time for lunch. Um, so we placed our order. Um, we did a mobile order pickup back in Dino Land at the um, restaurant Asaurus, which 
my husband is not much of a food lover outside of um, Tex-Mex and American food. So a lot of the animal kingdom food, um, you know, is country based and he, he wasn't for that. So we went back to Dino land where there were cheeseburgers and French fries and placed a mobile order. And on the way there, we crossed the bridge that crosses the discovery river. And there was a boat coming with Mickey and Pluto on it. So we stopped at the bridge and waved at Mickey and Pluto and got to see them coming by. And my son dropped his toy into the river. So we had another meltdown. And I know we kept telling him, you're going to drop it. You're going to drop it. Let me hold it. Let me hold it. Because he was kind of on the ledge of the bridge watching. And, you know, he knew better than us. And so in his toy went. Um, So we were a little late getting our food, just a couple minutes which actually probably worked out great because by the time we got there, it was ready sitting in the window. Um, and we were able just to walk right up and get our warm food. And we found a table in there. It's just kind of free seating. There's air conditioning. It was really nice. And we were able to kind of sit and cool off for a little bit because we were pretty, pretty hot by this point. So my son got the kids meal and it was really cute. It was in a pail. So he got like a little plastic bucket and it had a little shovel um, that you could keep if you wanted to, which I thought was really creative and kind of gave the kids something to talk about. But me and my husband just got a cheeseburger and French fries and it was it was fine. Um, My daughter got the chicken sandwich, which I thought was was better than our burger. I kind of ate some of her chicken sandwich that she didn't eat. Um, But the little pail was definitely really cute. Yeah, that sounds cute. It was. And then after that, we headed back. We kind of did a lot of retracing our steps on this trip at Animal Kingdom, which I wish we would have stuck more to my plan like we had originated because then I don't think we would have backtracked so much. Like we went into Dino Land, then we went up to Asia, then we went back to Dino Land. Um, And that caused for a lot of walking, which in the heat of the day just really tires you out. Um, And then let's see. So what did we do after that? Oh, then we went down into Pandora, which is my favorite. That's the other reason Animal Kingdom is my favorite. I'm a huge Avatar fan. Um, And so we did the river ride, which we weren't able to do last time because the wait was so long. We skipped that one. So we were able to do it this time, which I thought was great, the river journey. Um, And that one was probably just about a 45-minute wait. It wasn't bad. And then we did the Avatar Flight of Passage, which was about a 45-minute wait, which we had originally, we were going to do that in the morning. But when I logged into the app when we got there, the wait was over an hour which is why we kind of shifted gears and went into Dino Land first. Um, but I kind of wish we would have done it and rode it again because I, I wish I could ride Avatar over and over. We did not do park hoppers with the little kids. We just did, you know, one park a day, which I think now that we kind of have a couple times under our belt, a park hopper would be a lot of fun because you kind of learn which rides you like. And you can, you learn the parks and you can just go in and do what you want to do and then go to the next park and do what you want to do. Um, but the first couple times, I think it's good to actually walk the whole park and actually see everything so that you can decide what you like because each person's a little different. 
Yeah, I agree. And park hopper gets easier the older your kids get. True. I can only imagine trying to park hop with a six-year-old. Yeah. We didn't even make it up into Africa. That's how tired we were. Like, we didn't even go. Um, I had wanted to do the safari, which we had done last time, which was a lot of fun. But it is a typical safari, you know. I mean, it's the same animals you see if you go to a safari here. So I wasn't too disappointed that we missed it. Um, But we were so tired by the time we finished Avatar, we decided we were just headed back. So it was already dark. Um, It was probably 845. And we, or no, I guess it it wasn't that late. It was only probably 645 or so. And we decided just to head out because it was getting dark. And we went back to the hotel. We didn't. Um, figure in any rest days, which was a probably a big mistake. So we're already on third day and we're exhausted. My husband's feet were killing him. We were walking about six miles a day, uh, pushing a wheelchair. And so we were just tired. And I really wished we would have had a rest day in there um, because by the end of this day, we were already exhausted thinking about how we were going to have to wake up <laughs> and go to another park the next day. So we just headed back to the hotel and did a mobile order with the hotel restaurant and ate it in the room and went to bed early. Sometimes that is just very needed to recoup for the next day. Yes, it is. To lay flat and get your feet propped up um, was definitely what we needed. So, Yeah, I learned that on our last trip, too. I am the type where I would just stay at the parks open to close and just kill myself to do everything. And my kids, they were 14 and 13. And they're like, no, mom, we want to go rest. Like we want to rest. And I'm like, okay, we, I guess we'll rest. (laughs) Yeah, it is definitely needed. And it's just so different coming from Texas to Florida. I mean, it's humid in Texas, but nothing like in Florida. And so you just kind of retain water and you just feel bloated and your feet swell up and it is definitely different. So it was needed to get your feet propped up and rest for a little bit. For sure. Okay. So let's move on to your fourth park day. Yeah. So this day we actually did good and we got to the park. So since we left animal kingdom early, we were actually got a good night's sleep. And we arrived before the main park opened. So we got early entry, which is um, fun access that you can do if you stay in a Disney resort. So you could see the herds of people like standing at the gates waiting to go in. And we were able just to bypass all of that, get checked in. We got our wheelchair. We were trying to hurry because we still had to get a wheelchair. Um, Since you can only do them at the park, you have to go to the little spot each morning and get a new wheelchair. But they're really great about getting you in and out of there. So we got our wheelchair and we headed straight for Tower of Terror because that's my favorite. And there was like a five minute. It said there was a five minute wait, but there was no wait. You just walked right on. And we headed straight there. Uh, My son refused to ride it. We did have him ride it last time. And I think that's what scarred him for life of the dark. Um, so he absolutely refused to ride it. He kept thinking we were going to die if we rode it. 
Um, <laughs> he, we did a writer swap. So me and my daughter went first and then we writer swapped. So my daughter got to write it twice, which was a lot of fun. Um, and then my husband and daughter got to write it and we literally walked right on. It was great. And then my husband and daughter love rock and roller coaster. So off we went to there because again, it was just still right at nine o'clock the park. I don't even know if the main gates had opened yet or if they were just about to open. So there was only like a 10 minute wait at rock and roller coaster. So they ran over to rock and roller coaster and me and my son went to the lightning McQueen's racing Academy, um, which we didn't get to do that last time. That was our first time to do it. And it was really cute. Um, it's not a ride, which I was expecting it to be a ride. You kind of sit in a stadium and watch Lightning McQueen on a on a video. Um, they do have the car in there, but my son loved it. I mean, he was cheering and talking. And, I mean, he really, really enjoyed it. But it definitely was for the little littler kids, six and under, for sure. But it was really cute. Yeah, it's definitely for the littler kids. So it worked out perfect because... They got off the ride the same exact time we got off of the ride, and they're right next door to each other. So kind of your big kids can go to one and your little kids go to the other. And we each got off the ride at the same time. And then we headed back kind of towards the middle in Echo Lake. And we did um, the Mickey and Vinny's Runaway Railroad, which that one only had like a 30-minute wait, which is why we hopped on it right then, because that one can kind of have a longer wait. And we didn't do that last time. And I don't know why we didn't do it last time because I really liked it. It was so, it was super cute. And I didn't remember it from last time. So uh, I really enjoyed that one. You were on one of those like carts that, I mean, it's like a, you know, there's 10 people in a cart and it just moves by itself. It was, it was super cute. Super, super cute. So after we got done with that, we headed up into Toy Story Land because Slinky Dog was down down to a 60-minute wait, which it had been way above that all morning. So we went straight over there to Slinky Dog and got in line for the 60-minute wait, which it was probably 60 minutes, um, but at least it was only 60 minutes. And the only thing about that one is that queue is really sunny. Um That is one thing I wish Disney would improve on is creating more shade. Um, They're really good about fans. They have fans in a lot of their cues that blow on you, but you are kind of in the sun a lot, especially in that, that cue. But we got through it and we all rode Slinky Dog. We did some recreating of pictures at Slinky Dog because we had some from the year, two years previous, and all four of us got to ride Slinky Dog and that was a lot of fun. And then we had lunch reservations, so we were kind of kind of having to keep an eye on time. Um, our lunch reservations were over by the um, Star Wars area, so then we went over back over to the Star Wars area, even though there were still rides in Toy Story Land we wanted to ride, but the waits were just too long to make our lunch reservation. So we went over and did the Star Wars tours which was open last time we were there. Um, It's the Star Wars ride that's not in the Galaxy's Edge. When we went two years ago, Galaxy Edge was just about to open. It hadn't opened yet. Um, You could kind of peek around the corner and see it when we were there two years ago. So we did Star Wars Tours, which I think is a really great ride. It's a lot of fun. I think it's, 
it's cute. You know, they makes you feel like you're really riding in space. So that one, the wheelchair, um, isn't the queue line isn't big enough for a wheelchair. So they stopped us right when we were going in and gave us a callback time, which I thought was great. It, they, they, it was like a 10 minute wait, I think is what was advertised, but she said it really was only about a seven minute wait. So she said, you, I give you this time, you come back in seven minutes and we got to go through the lightning lane, which was big enough for a wheelchair. So it was like, we still waited in line. Um, but, not through the queue. So when our seven minutes hit, we went back to the lightning lane and went straight up into the ride with the wheelchair. And we're able to ride that ride before our lunch reservation. So that was nice that we got to sneak in a ride before our lunch reservation. That's really nice. Yes. So then we went over, um, because we went to Mama Melrose, which I had originally, um, there was a pizza place there that looked really good and had really good reviews, but it was a, quick service and I knew that we would be hot and would want somewhere to sit down and air condition. So I went ahead and made reservations at Mama Melrose, which I'm glad we did because it, it is really nice to get a break from the heat and get into a restaurant and actually sit down and be waited on and get to kind of regroup for about an hour. So we did that. Um, the food was okay. I thought it was decent. Um, Definitely had better Italian food, but um, I thought it was really good. Um, I had the chicken parmesan, which I didn't think was the best. Um, I ate it, but it's not the definitely not the best chicken parmesan I've ever had. My husband is not a huge Italian lover, so he had the strip steak, which he said was delicious. So he ate that right up. Um, we did order calamari for our appetizer. And it was decent. I would rate it like a 6 out of 10. It wasn't anything to rave about, but it was good. It was really cute, though, that the kids' meal came with a spaghetti and meatball cupcake. I thought that was so cute. So it was just a chocolate cupcake that they made look like spaghetti and meatballs. But um, the kids loved it. They actually, we only got one because we only had one kid. Um, but my son was sweet enough to split it with my daughter. So the two of them had their little spaghetti and meatball cupcake together. Um, and that worked out really well. The service was great though. The cast members were wonderful. Our waiter was great. Um, but the food I would say was probably mediocre, mm-hmm. but definitely worth the air conditioning <laughs> and just to be able to sit down and get waited on. I would definitely do it again. Yeah, because Hollywood Studios doesn't have a ton of food choices, so you kind of have to grab what they have. Yeah, that is true. So after we finished up there, we um, went back over into Toy Story Land to do Toy Story Mania because that's one of our favorites. We love that ride. And that one did have about a 60-minute wait. I think it was only advertised for about 45 minutes and we did wait a little longer than expected on that one. I would say it probably took us an hour to get through the Toy Story Mania. Again, Toy Story Land is so well decorated. I love it, but it is so sunny. There is no shade whatsoever in Toy Story Land. It is all right out in the beaming sun, but they have huge decor big blocks and woodies and buzzes and it 
it is so well done. I love that area. It's very, very cute. It is so cute. But yeah, I don't, I don't know really what they were thinking because it is Florida. You would have thought because it's a newer land. Why didn't they just yeah. make it all like all the cues indoor? I know. I know. That is one thing that they struggled with, I think, a little bit. Maybe it's some, I don't know. But they their cues are way out in the sun, especially. I think that's probably the worst area in Disney is Toy Story Land. It yeah. is definitely in the sun. And I feel like it's even a higher, uh, higher up than the other areas, maybe. And you feel like you're even closer to the sun. Yeah. I don't know. It is, <laughs> it is pretty bright there. So after we finished Toy Story Mania, we just wanted those two rides in Toy Story Land, and then we headed over to the new Galaxy's Edge, which is, have you been there yes. yet? Yes. Oh, it is so well done. I, They make it look so realistic. I mean, every nook and cranny, every, every place you walk is done up in Star Wars. They had stormtroopers, you know, guarding areas, so you got to take pictures of the stormtroopers out. The wait for the two new rides there, the Rise of Resistance and the Smuggler's Run, were much better in the afternoon than they were in the morning. Um, when we first got there, of course, we checked to see if they what the times were, and they were well over an hour and a half. Um, so it, by the afternoon, they were down to an hour, so that's when we snagged them up. We were expecting to have the... Um, virtual queue when we went and they stopped that like a week before we went so that kind of changed our plans like I had watched YouTube videos on how to make sure you got on the virtual queue and we were all prepared and my husband had the phones you know you have to close down all your apps and all of these things to make sure you had the best connection to get on and then a week before they they paused it but I guess that probably worked out better because we got to ride it. So yeah, we waited. Yeah. We waited for an hour, and the queue was great. There's lots of stuff to look at. Again, we were able to push the wheelchair through, so even waiting for that hour wasn't a problem for my daughter. And there's multiple sections of the ride. Like it's definitely an experience. You know, you you get taken through several things. It's not like um, you just hop on a ride and ride it real quick. It's definitely about a 30 minute experience, which is really great. So we did enjoy that. And then we did the smugglers run, which my husband actually liked that one better than rise of the resistance. He thought it was a lot of fun. Um, so after that, we had dinner reservations at the sci-fi diner which I was really excited about. I was kind of worried with my kids because they do show um, like 50 horror film trailers on the screen. Um, and so I didn't know how my six-year-old would handle that, but it was not scary at all. It was wonderful. We got, we checked in early and again, we got sat right on time. As we were checking in, I heard them tell a lot of people you know, because of how busy we are, you're, you may not get one of the cars because how they have it set up is you kind of feel like you're in a drive-in movie and you actually sit in a car. But in the back, they have some just normal tables that are in the shape of flying saucers. And 
the rumor always was as long as you had a reservation, you should get a car and kind of the walk-up people get the UFOs. But they weren't taking walk-up reservations because of how booked they were. So it was kind of luck of the draw. And so I was a little scared that we weren't going to get a car, but we did. We got a car, so that was great. Um, you can fit like up to six people. They have some that are tables and then some that are just like little two-seaters. So, you know, we got a whole car and just one row we didn't sit in. The two kids sat together and then my husband and I sat together. And it was very quiet in there, which was really surprising. I was expecting it to be very loud and movie going and people talking and plates clocking and I felt like I had to whisper at my table because it was so quiet. I was like, people are going to hear me talk if we say anything because it's so quiet in here. But it was dark because it was supposed to be, you know, a movie um, in the evening time. So the atmosphere, you know, the ceiling has um, lights on it like it's stars. And it was just cool and dark. And it was a very nice, relaxing dinner. It's definitely set up like a diner. We got cheeseburgers and French fries and onion rings. I think we got some fried pickles as appetizer that were, they were really good. That was probably the best cheeseburger we had our whole Disney trip. Um, definitely not the best cheeseburger I've ever had, but <laughs> out of all of the places in Disney, it was probably the best. Um, so it was really good. And we got, they had shakes. That's kind of their icon that they're known for so the kids got chocolate shakes and me and my husband split an oreo shake and i'm a little spoiled in texas it definitely wasn't bluebell but it was still, it was still pretty good yeah that's a fun restaurant and just escaping from the hustle and bustle to the quiet dark and cold it's it's a nice break it was you forgot that you were even at a park like yeah. it was definitely a game changer the atmosphere really puts you in the mood. So it was great. Yeah, we ate there and I loved it. My da my daughter was eight and she was scared of the movies. Oh, she was. I don't think my kids really paid attention to the movies. They were more talking with each other, which was, which was good. They were bonding. Um, but I was worried about the scary movies. Yeah. She would be like, what is that? And just stare at the screen. I was like, just don't look at it. <laughs> But yeah, it's definitely fun. I think everyone should at least try that place at least once. Yeah. Overall, when we got out of there, it was the park was closing. So it was nine o'clock. And so we headed out. That was probably my other three family members' favorite park. So my husband and my two kids, that was probably, I think there's just, there's more rides to do at Hollywood studios, um, and less kind of food and things to do. You know, it's kind of the trade you take, but there are a lot of rides at Hollywood studios. This is probably where we did the most rides. Um, and so I think they really enjoyed being able to do all of that. And it's smaller. So it's actually less walking. That's true. It is smaller. If they just have that Sunset Boulevard off all by itself, you know, so you have to go all the way down yeah. there to get to the two yeah. best rides and then you have to come back. So, yeah, um, yeah. it would be nice if that didn't kind of veer off on its own, but it does. OK, so did you all just go back to your room that night? And we did. 
We did. We Since we had that dinner late, we were able just to kind of go back and go to bed. So that was nice. We didn't have to worry about getting food at the hotel or anything like that. We were able just to kind of go in and relax. We... We did know that the next day was kind of be a slower day, so we weren't too eager to go straight to bed. We kind of unwind. I think my son watched a little TV, um, and we were able just to kind of hang out in the hotel room, which was nice. That is nice. Okay, so your fifth park day? Is that your fifth? No, your fourth park day. Yeah, this was the last Disney park. Yes, it was Epcot. So did y'all ride the bus there? We didn't. We took the Skyliner. Oh, so yeah. that was the other great thing. Oh, and I forgot to mention that with Hollywood Studios. That was the other great thing about Art of Animation was that it's the it, the Skyliner is right there. Yes. So yeah. we were able to take it to Hollywood Studios, which was great. And then we were able to ride the Skyliner again today for Epcot. Um, we went to Epcot last time and we did not enjoy it very much. Um with kids, it's a little different. I think if you could go with no kids and have some adult time, it would be, it'd be a different story. It would probably be my favorite park. Um, but with kids, it it was not our favorite park. So I had kind of planned that this would be our relaxed day, and we would only kind of do a half a day at Epcot. Um, and we, I was thinking we would do like a pool day that morning or just relax. But I had heard wonderful things about Topolina's Terrace. And so I actually paid the extra money, which I learned on my tips and tricks with one of those mouse dining places and had asked for them to tell me when a reservation was available. It was like six bucks. Um, I paid it like a month before we went and they would send me a text anytime the reservation came available. And I was able, I got actually two reservations that we got to pick from, which one worked better for us. So I was able to get a reservation at Topolino's on that day at kind of late in that morning, cause they do character breakfast. So it was a 1050 reservation, which I was excited about cause we could still kind of sleep in. And then we could go do our our breakfast reservation and then head over to Epcot. And it worked out great with the Skyliner because there's kind of a pit stop when you take the Skyliner from Art of Animation. You actually have to stop at the Revere Resort, which is where Topolino's Terrace is located. So we just took the Skyliner straight over to Riviera Resort and got off and had our breakfast there. It was actually really fun going to see another resort. Um, that was kind of interesting. It was a very elegant resort and definitely way different than Art of Animation. Um, but they have a character breakfast there. The restaurant itself has a dress code, um, but I had read that they weren't very strict about it for breakfast which I was glad about because we just wore kind of Disney shirts and shorts every day. Um, so we went for breakfast and didn't have any problem with the dress code. And um, it was probably our best meal. Actually, not probably. Definitely our best meal our entire trip. The food there was absolutely amazing. It was so good. I can't even tell you how wonderful it was. My, my brother is a chef, and I was just sending him pictures of all of our – all of our food because it was so good. Yes. I've just, I've heard nothing but amazing things about that restaurant. 
Yeah, they were really great too. So it's a set price um, per adult and child when you go. Um, but the waiter was really great at about explaining to us um, kind of how you could work the system a little bit. Um, you kind of pick, you know, there were different options for your entree. Like, for example, one option was waffles. And he's like, but don't get the waffles because you can order waffles as a side and you get unlimited sides. So he's like, so order like the steak or the salmon or something else. And then you can just order waffles for your side choice and you get unlimited sides. So my husband and I both got the steak, which was so delicious. I mean, I think I probably could have cut it with a fork and it just kind of melted in your mouth. It was so wonderful. And then we had Mickey waffles and bacon and sausage links and eggs any way you liked them. Um, I got mine over medium and my husband got scrambled. The kids both got the Mickey waffles, which, of course, the wording on the menu is so fancy. They call them sour cream waffles, which my daughter's like, I hate sour cream. I'm not getting it. And I'm like, that's just to make them fluffy. Just ignore it. They're just waffles. Just yeah. ignore it. Um, so they they really enjoyed it. This is probably the best restaurant set up for character dining that we went to also because every table had great access to the characters and they stopped at every single table and let you take pictures of them. So it was Mickey and Minnie and Donald and Daisy and they were kind of dressed in a French art kind of theme. Um, and we were able to get pictures with the kids sitting at the table with the character in the background. So that was really nice. That's so fun. Oh my gosh. I want to go there so bad. Oh, you have to. It is. I think, uh, you know, that was the only we didn't eat at any restaurant besides the hotel restaurant that we ate at last time. Like I was like, I want to try new things. But this restaurant, I think I'm going to eat at every single time I go. It yeah. is so worth it. it was it was perfect for a family. And there was even a couple next to us that I think they were on their honeymoon. They had their little honeymoon button. And it was just a husband and a wife. And they were having a ball too. And he was taking pictures of her with each of the characters, That's cute. Um, but it was perfect for adults and for kids. And it was, it was amazing. And it's set up. It's at the terrace it's on the top of the resort. So you actually see every park from the windows. That's cool. Um, the waiter like parked out, you know, he pointed out there's Hollywood studios and there's magic kingdom and there's animal. And you can see the top of the tree for animal kingdom. So you could, it was a great view and they had a deck that you could go out on and take pictures of the view and stuff. It was great. That sounds amazing. Then after we stuffed our faces and were so full, we hopped back on that Skyliner and took it right over to Epcot since we were already halfway there on our little Skyliner trip. And the Skyliner on Epcot comes out at a very different location than if you were to take a bus, which was new for me. Um, so you actually come in like at the top of the world showcase instead of down by all the space stuff, um, which worked out great for us because we were actually lucky enough to get on the Ratatouille queue. Oh yeah. Um, yes. We logged in that morning and my, my husband and I both, I had my phone, he had his phone and we were both trying and my husband got us in um, for the Ratatouille ride, which we were supposed to be in the queue like at 10.30, I think, and our reservations were at 10.50. Um, but I had done some research that they were pretty lenient about it as long as you had dinner reservations. So we made sure we took our receipt with us. And 
the Ratatouille ride is literally right there. You know, you come in right at France when you take the Skyliner. So we were able to get a wheelchair and head straight to Ratatouille. And they did say, you know, you're late for your reservation. And I said, well, yeah, we had breakfast reservations and they never asked for my receipt or anything. And they just let us right in. So we had about a 10 to 15 minute wait for that. And we were able to go through the Ratatouille ride, which was really, really cute. It was a lot of fun. It made my my son has come home and watched Ratatouille at least four times since we've been back because he loved it. That's so fun. It was. You got to be a little mouse and you were in the dangers of a kitchen. So you got to um, everything was giant and it made you feel really small. So it had huge bags of flour and you know, it made you look like you were running through a prep kitchen and knives were flying and you were trying to dodge all these things. And it was really cute. They did a really good job on that ride. Definitely worth it if you can get in. So after we finished up there, we walked around. Um, we didn't do the frozen ride last time in Norway. So I really wanted to try to do that this time. Um, last time we didn't even walk the World Showcase at all. Um, we just did the rides kind of up front and then it was so hot and our kids were so whiny. We were like, we're not even trying this. And we ended up going home. So I was really excited that we came in on that backside of the park and actually got to walk around the world showcase this time. Um, it was really the buildings. They do such an amazing job. I mean, you walk from one country to the next and it really feels like you're there. The details on each of the buildings are great. We were able to see Jasmine along the way. She was there, and we got to stop, and the kids got to take pictures with Princess Jasmine, so that was nice. And then when we got to Frozen, the road, the ride was broken, so oh, it was down. Man. And because of the way the World Showcase is set up, we knew we wouldn't go back, so we were like, well, let's just wait. Let's see if it opens back up. Let's give it, and we gave ourselves a time frame. Like we said, we would wait 20 minutes. And so at a certain time, if it wasn't open, we were going to leave. And so we just sat, found a shade tree and filled up our water bottles and sat under the shade tree and drank our water and waited. And it opened back up and we were able just to kind of walk right on because um, they just said, oh, it's open. And kind of everyone rushed to get into the line um, and we were able to get in and it was about a 15 minute wait. Wow, that's so cool. I know, and we were able to go through it. And that was a really fun ride. You do get a little bit wet on that ride, which I was not expecting. <laughs> um, so our shorts got wet, and you kind of sit in water. But it was a lot of fun, and it was really, really cute. So I was glad we got to see that. And then we went to the test track, which was my son's favorite ride of all times. He thought it was so cool that he got to design a car and then you get to ride on that racetrack. So he took his picture with his driver's license afterwards in the little photo booth because he loved it so much. And he still talks about the car that he designed and how his was faster than mine and his sister's. <laughs> so that was a lot of fun. And then we went to Mission Space. Oh, the test track did have kind of a long wait. I was surprised. Um, that one was about 45 minutes, which it hadn't been advertised for that long. Um, I don't know if we just went at the time that everyone decided to go, but we did kind of have quite a wait there at Test Track, which was surprising. 
But then when we went to Mission Space, we got right on. It was like 15 minutes. And there's where you get to choose between the green or the orange. And the green is kind of less intense and the orange is more intense. Well, when we went last year, my son wasn't big enough to ride the orange. So me and him did the green and my daughter and my son, I mean, my daughter and my husband did the orange. So this time all four of us were able to do the orange because my son was big enough. So I was really excited about that. They had told us how wonderful it was and they had so much fun on it. And I hated it. Have you ever really? <laughs> yeah, I'm not a fan. I wasn't either. I had no idea how intense that G-force would be. It felt like it was crushing me. Yeah. Um, yeah. And my son and my, uh, me and my son did, he liked it. He didn't get as scared as I did, but I almost felt like I couldn't breathe at one point because it, it crushes you. I mean, it really feels like you're going into space. I, yeah. I can yeah. see why the astronauts have to train for so long because you feel like you're going to die when that G-force hits you. But my husband and my daughter loved it so much, they rode it a second time. So after we had dinner, they went back to ride it again because oh they loved gosh. it so much. And I just sat on the sidelines and my son played in the little kidscape thing that's at the end of the ride. And so that's really nice that that's there. It gave him a chance to run around and play. He made some friends with other kids while the two big kids went and <laughs> rode the ride again. So after we finished up with our first round at Mission Space, we had dinner reservation. Well, we went to Soren. That's right. We we were able to catch Soren before our dinner reservation because it only had a 30-minute wait, which was great. Oh, yeah, that is so we were able to. Yeah, we were able to catch it really fast, which is one of my – I like that one. It's a lot like Avatar where you kind of feel like you're in the experience. And so we were able to do Soren, and then we had dinner reservations at Garden Grill. Have you ever eaten there before? I have not. You know it. It definitely was not worth the price, but I mean, I don't think I would ever do it again. But it was pretty cool. Like it's a circular restaurant that spins. Oh, that's cool. So your scenery kind of changes. Like you probably make a whole circle in an hour. Um, and I think it was a little bit different because of COVID. It was um, family style. And so you don't pick your food. They just bring you kind of like a cast iron skillet of all of the food in it. So there's like turkey and dressing and mashed potatoes and green beans and a little bit of a steak. And then you get macaroni and cheese on the side. But this meal was more expensive than our Tokelina Terrace which oh, I thought man. was crazy because the food was very mediocre. I mean, it was good, but it was not as good as what we paid for, <laughs> paid for it. But right. it did have character dining. There was um, Chip and Dale and Mickey and Pluto. And so you kind of sit in a booth with a high wall and the characters walk behind you. So the kids kind of have to stand up in the booth to see the characters behind them. Um, but it was funny. My son didn't even know who Chip and Dale was. You know, they come by and he's like, who is this? And we had to explain who Chip and Dale was. So we kind of failed there as parents. But it was, it was for not being able to see characters like you could pre-COVID. 
I would have paid the money because it is really, really hard to see characters right now because of COVID because they don't have them walking through the parks. They don't have them in the conclaves like they did. Um, There weren't parades. Um, So this was an opportunity to allow the kids to kind of see some characters. And of course their faces light up and they love waving at them. So it probably was worth it, but for the amount of money, yeah. The food could have been a little better. <laughs> yeah, that's always tough. But I agree. I mean, especially your son's six, like seeing those characters, that's that's fun. I know. They love it. They really, really do. I know. Even the big kids like it. Even my older kids still get excited when they see characters. So funny. Yeah, we did Hollywood and Vine the first time, which... So my daughter would have been 11 when we went. So I thought she was going to be a little too old for that one because it's like Vampirina and, you know, it's the, it's the Disney junior characters that are there for breakfast. She was in love and she was like, mom, take a picture, take a picture, take a picture. She wanted pictures of all of them. She was so excited about all of those characters. So they really, even the older ones do like it. Yep. (laughs) So when we finished up with Garden Grill, it was pretty late. It was dark. Um, it was probably eight third, eight eight o'clock, and so we went to Mission Space one more time for uh, my husband and my daughter to ride Mission Space again because they loved it. And then we um, had to book it all the way back around the show World Showcase up to the top because we were going to take the Skyliner home. So we pushed the wheelchair through, and that was a little entertaining because at that time of the night um everyone is feeling the drinks they've had at the world showcase and there are a lot of tipsy adults walking through the park so that was a little um eye-opener for my kids um you know they didn't ask too many questions but it kind of was a a bar hop for the adults yeah so yeah yeah there were quite a many intoxicated people there by nighttime walking through that. So that's something that was different because you do have to walk through that to get back to the Skyliner. Yep. So yeah, we walked right by everyone um, hooting and hollering and falling on the (laughs) ground. So that that was quite entertaining. And then we hopped on that Skyliner and took it home. It's a lot of fun getting to ride the Skyliner in the daytime and then getting to ride it home at night and kind of seeing the difference. The Skyliner was probably our favorite transportation. It was smooth. It was easy. Um, Because of COVID, you were in your own cart. So I noticed on the outside of the cart that had said like a minimum of three or four people with a maximum of 10. So I think pre-COVID, maybe they tried to shove, you know, they filled up the carts with maybe two or three families. Um, But now they were separating us. So you had your own cart, which was great. You could visit as a family and, on your ride. So that was really nice. Yes, I know. I kind of hope they don't change that, even though I'm sure they will. But yeah, it is nice to just be your family on the Skyliner. Well, it moved really fast and there wasn't really a wait. So I don't see why they couldn't keep it that way because it did. We never waited for the Skyliner. I mean, we pretty much just walked right. And, you know, we used it park open, park closed kind of which I would think is their busiest um, but maybe there'd be a family or two in front of us, but it's a constant moving thing. So yeah. they just walk and you walk on. And so it worked out really well. 
When we went during spring break, we waited an hour one time just to get on the Skyliner. Oh, no way. Was it broken? No, or? it's just when it's busy, it's a long, like we just gave up and would ride the bus because it was faster. See, we did not experience that at yeah. all. And I was scared because it was the 50th anniversary that it was going to be nuts. Um, but they, that Skyliner just moved so smooth. We loved it. That That's was awesome. our favorite transportation. Yeah. When it works, it's great. When it doesn't, it's like, oh, <laughs> it's so funny how you can have such different experiences. Oh yeah. It's pretty crazy. So that was your last Disney day. It was our last Disney day. I was sad. So where did y'all go next? Uh, so there, which we didn't know anything about Universal Studios. None of us had ever been before. And that, to be quite honest, I didn't do that much research into it. because I, was just, I, I think I was just too excited about Disney. <laughs> and that's kind of what I cared about. Um, but we, we went to two parks, the Island of Adventure, and then I guess just the main Hollywood Studios. And I picked which day for us to go based upon their hours. Mm-hmm. So um, one day one of them had shorter hours. So I kind of manipulated the schedule around that. Um, Cause they were having kind of like how Disney has the boo bash at night. Um, Universal studios, Florida has a horror night. Um, so they closed a little bit earlier to get ready for that. So um, the first park we went to was the islands of adventure. And so we did a little research on how to get there and Uber seems to be the best way. So that's what we did. We did an Uber. Um, I just downloaded the Uber app on my phone. And living in the country, I don't ever use Uber. So that was new for us, but it was super easy. Like we literally just downloaded the app and you just put in where you're going. And they came right up to the hotel and picked us up. They, I don't think we ever waited longer than nine minutes. I mean, we, it was, we would order in the hotel and be like, okay, we have to get out and walk to the to the front now because they're coming and you could actually see the car and where they were going and how close they were to you. So that was really nice. Um, our ride with Uber was great. The car was clean and accommodated. We had to get the XL since there were four of us, um, which I think is a little bit more expensive than just the regular car. Um, but it worked out great. The cars were clean and 30 bucks to get over there. Um, that first day we kind of were slow about getting over there. I don't think we got to the park until about 10 AM and there was a Starbucks kind of right when you walk in and my daughter had been asking for Starbucks the entire trip and I hadn't gotten her any coffee. So we decided we'd stop at Starbucks that morning. And so when you walk in, it's kind of like a general area that has a whole bunch of shops and a whole bunch of restaurants and then it kind of splits off the park split off to the adventure and to the universal so um once we figured out where we were going we headed over to the island of adventure that's where we went the first day um we did have to find a wheelchair rental place there um which was not bad at all we found the wheelchair place they took a lot longer to process us than over at disney Um, At Disney, we were in and out at that wheelchair place. They were so great. Um, But at 
the Island of Adventure. You couldn't pre-order for days like you could at Disney. You had to do it each day. So you had to stand back in line each time. And it took about 20 to 30 minutes to get a wheelchair there. So we got checked in and got a wheelchair. Um, The plus side is that it is at the very beginning, like right when you get dropped off at Uber. So you're able to get that wheelchair and you have it. Um, You don't have to wait till you get to the park to get it, which is nice. Oh, yeah, that is nice because I was wondering if she had to walk through. It's almost like a Disney Springs in front of the parks. It is. That's exactly what it's like. Yeah, no, they it's when you first take that like escalator um, to get into the Disney Spring areas, it's literally right there. So we were able to get it and then use the wheelchair to push through kind of that little entrance area. And then um, we headed straight to the Amazing Adventures of Spider-Man, which was, I loved it. I thought it was a lot of fun. I like to compare, which I don't know if a lot of your listeners are from this area, but um, Disney is kind of like hanging out in Georgetown and Universal Studios is kind of like hanging out at the drag in Austin. (laughs) Definitely like a different clientele. Disney's kind of G-rated and um, Universal Studios is definitely PG-13 rated. So they they play music over loudspeakers that I usually would not let my six-year-old son listen to. Um, And some of their rides are definitely a little bit borderline inappropriate for some of the kids. So that was a little surprising for me. Um, Of course, my 13 year old loved it. You know, she thought that it was fun. Mm -hmm. I would, I would say that the universal studios parks has more to look at. Like there's much um, there's especially the Island of adventure um, in that like Marvel area. There are huge characters. Uh, My son just, he more wanted just to take pictures in front of all of the decor instead of actually ride the rides. They had, they had a lot of decor that was very well done that um, you could, and especially islands of adventures, it's kind of split into areas. There's like a Marvel area and a Dr. Seuss area and a Jurassic park area. And it's very well labeled. Like, you know, which area you're at when you're in that section, which was really helpful for a first timer to kind of know where we were going. But um, my, there's also a lot of rides at Universal Studios that are for big kids. So a lot of the rides are 52, 54 inches, which my six year old was not tall enough to ride. So there were a lot of things that he could not ride. There's also, I am a plus size woman, and there are a lot of rides that are not plus size friendly at all at Universal Studios, which was um, surprising. I actually had joined a Facebook group before I went that was um, Universal Studios plus size riders, and it actually kind of gives you the lowdown on what rides you can ride and which ones you can't. Um, so I had gone in prepared, knowing that there would be a lot of the roller coasters I probably wouldn't be able to fit on. Which worked out well since my son couldn't ride them. You know, it didn't bum me out too bad that I had to sit out and <laughs> wait with him. So after we did that Spider-Man ride, of course, the Hulk, which is like the huge roller coaster there, my husband and daughter went to. So me and my son just walked around Marvel and took pictures and did some shopping. Because they had about a 60-minute wait. Um, and they had to, it took them a really long time to get in line because they wouldn't let them carry anything on. 
So at first he had taken the wheelchair and they wouldn't let him have the backpack on the wheelchair. But he came back and gave me the backpack. And then he went back in line. And then they were like, oh, you can't have a loose cell phone. And so then he had to empty all of his pockets and his, take his hat off his head and hand me all of his loose stuff. So he had the wheelchair while I carried all of his belongings and the backpack and my daughter's belongings while chasing a six-year-old around the arcade and going shopping. So that was quite entertaining. That's probably why I didn't enjoy the park as much as the other ones did. But um, the older kids definitely liked it. My 13-year-old, she said she liked this better than Disney, which kind of made me sad, but they definitely like it. Yeah, that is. So we went to Universal when my son turned 13 because we surprised him with a trip to um, the Harry Potter stuff because he had just got done reading the books. But the fact that you have to put your stuff in a locker every ride was crazy. Like some rides, I'm like, I really need to put my backpack in a locker. Are you kidding me? It's just like a cart ride. I don't understand that. Yeah, it was. They and they also at Disney. When I, we had the backpack on the wheelchair, we never thought twice about leaving it unsecure. I mean, of course, we didn't really have valuables on us. I mean, we had fans and masks and water bottles and things like that, but that wouldn't have been a big deal if someone took, but we never even thought about it. Like it was so secure the whole time. And when we were at Universal, like you couldn't leave anything unsupervised. And the first gift shop we went into the lady was stapling shut the gift bags after you bought them, like with like 20 staples. When I looked at her and I said, wow, you're really secure in that bag, you know, kind of joking. And I said, do y'all have a theft problem? And she was like, oh, it's so bad. And I was like, really? I was like, is it just like within gift shops or do other, do like customer, like us, do people steal from? And she said, it's everyone. She said, do not leave anything unattended in this park. And so that was really surprising. So then I was nervous the whole time because you couldn't carry any of this stuff anywhere with you. And so now I'm holding four cell phones and a backpack and all of these things that they're saying don't leave unsupervised. And so it was definitely a different, a different atmosphere than Disney for sure. Yeah, it is definitely different, but the older (laughs) kids do love it because they have the more intense rides. They do, for sure. So after we went to Marvel, we just kind of walked through the Toon Lagoon. We didn't really do anything there. And then we went to the Skull Island, the Reign of Kong, and that was probably my favorite. Have you ridden that yes, before? Yes, that's fun. That was so intense. So this is another ride that broke down while we were in queue. And um, we were in the queue, all four of us. So we had convinced my six-year-old to ride it. And it's a pretty scary cue. Like there's a lot of like sound effects of people screaming and, you know, he kept saying people are dying. And I'm like, you know, trying to tell him how it's all fake. And those are just people who recorded themselves. And when the ride broke down, that was it for him. He was like, this is my chance to get off. I want out of the queue. Well, with the wheelchair, we couldn't get out of the queue because there's a whole line of We were probably halfway through the queue and people were walking out, but you couldn't squeeze a wheelchair through, you know, you you just could pass by people. So I'm kind of glad that happened because that let me, I was like, Oh, I'll stay with Addison and we'll ride the ride and 
y'all can go out. So my husband and son got off of the ride and they walked out of the queue while me and my daughter waited. And so that probably took us a little over an hour to get through that ride because of it breaking down. Um, one of their carts had broken. And so they, they were really good though about giving us updates. So they'd come over the loudspeaker and say, you know, it's just temporary. And then they said, well, now it's going to be extended. And one of our carts broke down and then they'd get back on and say, okay, we're removing the cart. Once the cart's removed, we'll be able to start back up. So that was nice. You weren't just sitting there like, well, how, what, what's happening and what's not happening. So they were really good about giving us updates over the loudspeaker. And so once they got that up, we went on it and it was so intense. I could not believe it. And I'm really glad my six-year-old didn't ride it because I think it would have been a little too much for him. Like when um, Kong like cracks the mouth open of the dinosaur and breaks his neck by twisting it. It was, but it's all just right there in front of you. It is, it is so much fun. It was so intense and I can see how teenagers love it because it was definitely an experience. Yeah, it's fun. Yeah, it was. And it did rain while we were in there, but that queue is inside. So me and my daughter had no clue that it even rained. And when we came out, it, the ground was wet, but the rain had stopped. So we missed the whole thing, That's funny. which was great. Yeah. And then um, we walked through Jurassic Park and we could not convince my son to ride anything. Like even that little kid ride, um, that the little flyers, he wouldn't touch. He Nope, no. Nope. We sat and watched it so he could see it go over and he would not watch it. So there is that big roller coaster there, but they had like an over an hour wait. And since my son wasn't interested in riding, my husband and daughter were kind enough to say, well, we can just keep going. That way y'all don't have to wait on us. And we went right into Harry Potter world, which the kids loved. Um, We were not Harry Potter fans before we went. We had never even seen the movie. And then... We watched all of them. We binge watched them before we went. And my daughter fell in love to the point she's an avid reader. So I had bought her the first book that was in her backpack on the surprise. So she got the book. She finished it on the trip. That's how much she loved it. She read the whole book while we were gone. And my husband and daughter got to do the flight ride, which they really liked. But that was like a 75-minute wait. So me and my son were stuck out waiting for them, um, which wasn't the best, but we discovered the wands so you could get the wands and they could do their magic spells and it would make things happen. So we did buy them the wands at the first Harry Potter world, which I asked around and I was like, you know, can they use it at other Harry Potter world? And they were like, Oh yeah. So I was excited. We got them that because we knew they could use it the next day when we went to the next park. Um, so I thought it was a good investment since they were able to use it. They were more interested in playing with the wands than riding the rides. So I think we could have just walked around and looked at the scenery and played with the wands and they would have been just as happy. Yeah. It's so beautiful there. I just, I love it. I'm a huge Harry Potter fan. And so I know when we walked in, I was like, Oh, it's just so immersive. I, it's so great. It definitely, I'm not even a Harry Potter fan. I mean, I watched the shows, but I, I don't even remember a lot of them and it's, it was very immersive. It was really, really great. So we, we spent the rest of the day there in Harry Potter world and then just walked out 
through like Seuss land on our way out because we'd spent so much time just admiring the hottie Harry Potter world that we kind of spent the rest of the day there. So when we left, it was about 6 p.m. And I went on my Uber app and the and because it was a um, high demand time, it was like over $100 for an Uber to get back to our hotel. Oh my gosh. So I was super disappointed in that because all of the research I had done just said, oh yeah, take Ubers. It's like 30 bucks, no big deal. And I guess since the park closed at six and it was a high demand time and we were so tired. I mean, you got to remember, this is day six of us in a park in a row. Our feet are exhausted. My daughter is no longer in a wheelchair because we've already dropped it off and we're at the Uber, not at the Uber pickup spot. So I just said, let's just do it. Let's book it. So we did a hundred dollars, you know, plus you have to tip you know, 20 bucks. So it was about 120 bucks to get back to the hotel, which was a little disappointing, but, um, the ride was clean. Again, our drivers were really great. None of them were scary to ride with. They all were excellent drivers. We had a good time. So we got back to the hotel and each time we got back again, we really didn't do much at the hotel at all. Um, the first time we went, we were able to actually do a movie night at the pool and we, we didn't even go to the pools this time. And I think it was a lot of how we planned to be at a park every day. It was just too exhausting to mm-hmm. kind of do anything else. So once we got back to the hotel that evening, we just ordered us some food in the hotel and called it a night because we were exhausted again. So and we were looking, we were, we were knowing we were going to have to get up and do it again. Yeah. <laughs> <the next day. laughs> So we got up again the next day and did another Uber, which was $30, which was great. We were back on track for what everybody had kind of what we had budgeted for. And we went this, the, this was at the Universal Studios, Florida. So I guess it's just like their main park. Mm -hmm. I felt like their um, labeling wasn't as good as I was expecting it. Like I didn't know where we were a lot of the time. Where at the other park, you knew you were in Jurassic World or you knew you were in Marvel area. Where this one, I was like, where are we and what street do you go down? And I mean, we even had a map and I felt like you couldn't even follow the map because it was so nothing was labeled. Like, (laughs) which I think is Harry Potter fashion, but I didn't even know there was a Harry Potter world behind that wall. And I mean... I wouldn't even have known to go in there except all these people were walking behind this wall. And so finally my husband was like, what's behind the wall? And I was like, I don't know. Let's go check it out. And you go behind that wall and then boom, you're in Harry Potter world. And there's like fire breathing dragons and everything everywhere. So that was kind of exciting because you had no clue that you were about to be in a whole nother world behind this wall. So I think that's supposed to be how it is for Harry Potter though. But everything else was, the labeling at this park was lacking, very much so. I didn't know where we were half of the time. I think that's because, so this park is the older park. We visited this park when I was a kid. I think it was the year it opened, like 1989, 1990. And it's totally different now. So I think they like keep putting in new rides, taking out rides, putting in rides. So it's just kind of like a jumble. 
<laughs> I can I can tell it definitely is a jumble. And this park was really really bad about their wait times. Um, they had wait times posted and they were nothing compared to what they were. So um, like when we first got there, Shrek and um, the Shrek is right there at front. So we, it said it was like a 10 minute wait and we're like, Oh, let's hop in. And it was like 35 to 45 minutes. And which is fine. I mean, we probably would have waited that long for it anyways, but it does kind of when you're expecting just to keep going. Cause I really wanted to do the minion mayhem, but since this one had a smaller weight, I was like, oh, well, let's hop on it first. And then we'll go back over to Minion Mayhem. And three hours later, when we finally got out of the two Shrek rides, you know, it was like, oh, well, let's sneak over to Harry Potter because that's what they want. So we did get Minion Mayhem, though. We did get to ride it at the end. We came to it before we left. So I was excited about that. But when we went, it's got that. This is the one with the Rip Ride Tide, right? In the Yes. So the Rip Ride Tide is that huge roller coaster, again, that my son couldn't ride and I couldn't ride. And it said it had a hour wait. It was a 60-minute wait. And Minion Mayhem said that it was a 15-minute wait. And I was like, well, y'all go to the Rip Ride Tide and me and King will do Minion Mayhem. And I got all excited thinking we could do Minion Mayhem twice because they had an hour wait. They got through line and rode the ride and met us in the queue for Minion Mayhem. Why we were still waiting and they were already done with Ripper Ride Tide that's and then joined us. I know. I was like, that is so inaccurate. Yeah, that's so but wrong. It was. I remember at the Men in Black one, it had, it said 10 minutes on their app and it even said 10 minutes on their, like they have a clock above their entrance that will tell you the wait time. And it said 10 minutes, but the line was coming out the entrance. You know what I mean? You could tell the line was really long. And there was a cast member there, which, again, was pretty surprising because you couldn't find a cast member if your life depended on it at Universal, where at Disney, all you have to do is turn and you can find somebody to help you. But there was a cast member outside Men in Black. And so I said, hey, what's actual wait? You know, and she looked up at the clock and goes, well, not 10 minutes. And I was like, okay, that's all you got for me. <laughs> so it was probably a 50-minute wait when it was advertised as 10 minutes. Um, but I grew up on Men in Black movie when I was a teen, so I definitely wanted to ride that. And so we, we went through it. We waited the 50 minutes, and it was probably worth it. It was a really fun ride. Um, even Will Smith was there at the end on the little screen and talked to you. So it was it was definitely worth it. But we um, did not ride any rides this time at Harry Potter. They did just the wands. And the kids really wanted robes, but they were so expensive. So I did not let them get robes. I kind of feel like a bad mom. But I was like, no, let's get the Halloween costume instead. Um, We just started liking Harry Potter. Maybe next time. They had a lot of fun with the wands. Um, A lot of them didn't work very well. They have to try the magic kind of over and over again, and then finally it would work. Um, But when it did finally work, they were so excited. The kids loved it. They still have their wands in their little wand boxes, and um, they play with them at home. So it was definitely worth it. And we did get to eat at the Leaky Cauldron, which was pretty awesome, if you are a Harry Potter fan, because it was set up like the dining room in the movies, 
and um, we ordered the butter beer um, because they, my daughter wanted to try it. So we got a regular one and a frozen one. They were super, super sweet. Um, they were kind of hard to drink. They were so sweet. Uh, but the food at the at the Leaky Calderon was really good. Um, we got fish and chips, and again, it was it was really really good. Both of us liked it. My husband and I both did. And my son got the cottage pie, which when he when it got served in front of him, he was like, "I am not eating this." <laughs> and I was like, "It's mashed potatoes and meat." And so once he took a couple bites, he loved it, and he ate the whole thing up. So it was really good, and it was. They were very, that was a well-oiled machine. Have you eaten there before? Yes. Yeah, you go in and you like order your food and you get a number and they sit you at a table and they bring the food out to you. Um, they definitely have, I think maybe all the cast members are at that restaurant. <laughs> That's yeah. where they're all at. You find them because they all work there. Because <laughs> they had cast members everywhere and tons of workers and very well-oiled machine. So I was excited we got to eat there. Yeah, I feel like in Universal, like the Harry Potter area, it's more organized than everything else. Yeah, I would agree with that. It's probably because it's their moneymaker. Yeah. Because they it was shoulder to shoulder. I mean, there were so many, so many people there. I mean, even when you weren't in Harry Potter world, pretty much everyone dressed up outside of Harry Potter world in Harry Potter gear. Um, and I talked to a couple of people that you could tell were... Um, frequent flyers, you know, they, I, cause I had asked a girl about the wands, um, and she knew all about them. And, you know, she told me how she'd gotten hers and she brings it back every time. And but you could tell a lot of the people there are kind of frequent flyers and they go a lot where at Disney, I feel like it's more touristy, you know, it's more of the outsiders. There's not, if there are a lot of locals, you don't notice them as much as you do at Universal Studios. So, and that was it. We, after Harry Potter, again, we kind of just walked through. Our kids have never seen The Simpsons, so they had no clue. My son thought the decor was awesome. Like, he kept saying, let's go take a picture with Homer. I'm like, you don't even know who that is. <laughs> but they, their decor was awesome. I mean, it was so big, and it was so bright, and it it's very well decorated. And then um, we walked out and we got an Uber. I was a little worried about our $100 Uber from yesterday, but we were at $30 again and we were able to take the Uber back. Um, I think this guy had a TV in his car. And so my son was loving that. He got to watch a movie on the way home, but it was only about a 20 minute ride from Art of Animation to Universal Studios. Every time we went, it was about 20 minutes. So um, that was really nice. It was an easy ride. I kind of liked it better than I liked the bus because you had your own kind of car and yeah. it was, it was really nice. And then we got back to that. We knew we were going to have to pack up because um, we were going to have to leave early for the airport the next morning. So we kind of called it a day. We left it about six when they closed and um, came back and ordered food at the hotel again and ate in the room while we packed up and tried to get as much as we could in the suitcases so that our morning would not be as hectic. Um, and then called it a night. And that was our, 
all of our six days in the park. I can't believe we went six days in a row. Don't do that. <laughs> you need to schedule a break day for sure. That sounds so fun. I love it. That sounds like such a great trip. But your travel mm-hmm. day home, how was, uh, was there any, was it a smooth travel day or? It was, and I was really nervous because that's right when Southwest started canceling all their flights. Um, when we were there, that started happening about three days before we came back. And I even had family members from Texas messaging me saying, you know, it happened. Are, are you affected? Is your flight delayed? And um, we had an American flight on the way home. It was a nonstop flight and we had no problems. Um, our flight was on time. Um, we got to the airport and got checked in. There were um, crazy, there were, you could tell there were people panicked. The lines at like the, where you get help from people were really long. And you could tell there were a lot of travelers that had canceled flights. But we were fortunate enough to not experience that at all. And we, both of our flights landed early. Like they didn't take as long as they had predicted, which is always nice. Um, So we got back a couple minutes early and we actually got back into Texas around two o'clock, which was really nice because we were able to get home and get unpacked and kind of readjust. The kids were going to have to go back to school the next day. You know, it was definitely back to reality. So I did enjoy taking that earlier flight, which we, we didn't leave there until like 1230. So it wasn't, we didn't have to go to the airport at like three o'clock in the morning, which was really nice. We did the magical express on the way back, which they had put a note in our room and told us what time to be out there. I think we had to be out there at like 815 and they took us to the airport, which got us to the airport probably earlier than you would do if you drove yourself, but Mm -hmm. not that much Mm -hmm. earlier. And we were able to, you know, sit down at the airport and get us something to eat before we got on the flight. And then we were able to get back and our in-laws picked us up again because we didn't have a car waiting for us at the airport. And which again was really nice to just be able to come out of baggage claim and then be right there and not have to take a bus to the back of the long-term parking. And um, so if you definitely can do that, that's the way to go. We were very lucky that they helped us out and did that for us. So they picked us up and then we were home by three o'clock. It was wonderful. And I had bags unpacked and laundry done before we went to bed. It was great. That's so nice. That's like ideal. (laughs) <laughs> it was except for except for the six days yeah <laughs> but I'm already looking at going again and I'm so excited I just love it so much I'm already ready to plan this time I the next time I think we may try no kids and just go me and my husband and do some park hoppers and go ride what we want to ride and do what we want to do. So we'll see. I don't know if we can convince the kids. They might not ever speak to me again if I don't take them back with us, but I think an adults only trip would be so fun. I interviewed, um, I've interviewed a couple of people that have done adults only trips and you can take a shorter trip when you don't have kids because it's just easier to travel without kids. Mm -hmm. Um, So yeah, you might be able to sneak one in. Yeah, it's definitely probably less packing and stressful too. Like 
with the kids, I had organized their clothes by day and like put it in a Ziploc baggie with it labeled because it was just easier in the mornings to be able to throw a Ziploc baggie at them that had their shorts and their shirt and their underwear and their socks in it and they could get dressed because my six-year-old can't I mean, if you let him pick his own clothes out, it wouldn't work. So, you know, I had a Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday baggy. And I mean, that's a lot of prep work. You know, I had to figure all of that out and get it all organized and Ziploc baggied and get packed. And so to not even have to do that, like that would be amazing to even be ahead of the game before you even go. Oh, yes. It would be so fun. It would. Okay, so I always have a couple of questions I ask my guests. What was your least magical moment on the trip? My least magical moment. My least magical moment was probably um, just how tired we were doing six days in a row at a park every single day. Um, was really, really hard. Not only it was, it was hard on your body. It wasn't really emotionally draining because you had so much fun, but your body is so tired. Um, your feet hurt, you're swollen. I think that was the least because you're so hot. And so the least magical part was kind of how my body responded (laughs) to it. I was ready to just sit and put my feet up, but wanted to continue the magic. So that's probably mine. Yeah, I don't think people too sometimes who haven't been to Disney, I don't think they realize just how exhausting it is. Like it is, there's no tired like Disney tired. <laughs> right. It's, it's it's true because it also is your whole body. It's not yeah. just like the to- like when you go on vacation and you're like kind of emotionally drained because of the stimuli and because of all of the effort that's been put into it. But then you also have this physical exhaustion from the walking and the heat. Yeah, it's it's definitely not as magical as you'd like it to be. <laughs> <laughs> so what was your most magical moment? My most magical was probably how wonderful the resort was with our hotel change. I kind of felt like a big brat that we were calling and trying to change our hotel at the last minute. And um, I kind of joked because when we went to the front to move over, they were like, oh, you're Kelly Tidwell. And I was like, oh, you y'all y'all probably been talking about me. You know, I'm that I'm the Karen of the, the trip here. And I really wasn't trying to be like that. But you know how it is when you are trying to make last minute changes. I kind of felt like I was being a burden and they were so wonderful about it. They they did not make me feel that way. That was all on me. Um, they just reassured me that this was supposed to be a magical trip and that they were going to do what they needed to do. And every single cast member that we dealt with from when I called to say, Hey, can we get moved until the guy that dropped us off at the hotel in the car? Um, they were so, so great to us. So that was probably, that was definitely the most magical moment. I do have a second magical and I can't believe I forgot to mention this. So we had some friends deliver stuff to us, which was absolutely magical. So when we, I know when we got to our hotel, which of course we switched hotels. So they freaked out because they had it delivered to our original hotel and they had like a basket delivered for us with all of these goodies in it that were all Disney related. 
which I was really sad I didn't get to go to the Goofy Candy place at Disney Springs. And there was tons of Goofy Candy in there. And they had Rice Krispie treats in the shape of Mickey Mouse's. And they had given each of our kids um, gift cards for them to spend in the gift shops. And they were all individually wrapped. Um, And the hotel had done such a great job at making sure we got them. And they were like, you know, a little bit of magic was delivered to y'all. And they got that stuff moved over for us. It was was definitely magical. So, I mean, our friends are the ones who did it that placed the magic in our life. But I think, you know, Disney just topped it off on the way they delivered it and the way they wrapped it. and each of the things that they put in there. So it was really nice. What a fun surprise. That's so cute. I've never heard of that. That's so cute. Yeah. If you have friends that are going, that's a good idea. And it was nice to have good snacks in the room too. Um, If you, a lot of people don't do a grocery order. I didn't do a grocery order the first time. I didn't know about that. I learned about it this time and did it. So um, it was really nice to have those snacks. That's so great. Yes. And I think grocery orders are very important on Disney trips because at least just having water in your room, there's nothing better than getting back to your room and knowing there's some cold water in there. Well, we actually did the crystal light, which was a huge lifesaver for us. So we just drank the Florida tap water and got ice from the vending machine at the hotel and did ice water and then squirted a little crystal light in there. And it, it really wasn't that bad at all. We we did really good drinking the tap water at Disney, so I was glad for that. That's awesome. So do you have another trip planned, or you just have a trip planned in your head? Yeah, it's just planned in my head, but um, I think we will probably be taking one in the next year. So I don't know if I'll wait another two years. Um, I would love to go every year, but I think the next trip will be a shorter trip. And hopefully do some park hoppers and just kind of do what we want to do instead of kind of spending the whole day at the whole park. So we'll Well, see. That sounds awesome. Thank you so much for coming on the show, Kelly. I loved hearing about y'all's trip. You had so much new information, stuff I've never heard. So I love it. Well, thanks for letting me talk about it. I know I was a chatterbox, but I love talking about Disney. It was my favorite. It's probably my favorite vacation. so much for listening today. I hope you loved hearing all about Kelly's story and got some great tips and advice from her travel tale. I can't believe we're already on episode 21. I absolutely love doing these shows. I love talking to people about their Disney vacations and I love that they have a space where their story is told. If you would like to support the podcast, like I said earlier, the best way to do this is by leaving a positive review in Apple Podcasts. It's so easy. All you have to do is find Disney Travel Tales on Apple Podcasts, scroll to the bottom of the page where it shows the reviews, and click Write a Review. You don't even have to leave your real name so you can remain anonymous, but hearing feedback is what is going to help make the show better. I would really appreciate it. 
We will be back next week with a special show. I'm talking with my son, Asher, who is not a huge Disney fan about traveling to Disney with people who don't love Disney. It's pretty funny to hear what he says. So until next time, this is Jenny, and may all your Disney travel dreams become a reality. Bye.